Welcome to the Living United in Central Illinois podcast. I'm Mitch Baker, the Community Impact Manager at United Way of Central Illinois, and thank you for joining us for Living United, our regular podcast sharing both the stories of the programs, people, and organizations creating change in our community, along with how you can get involved. Because after all, we are all better when working together. On today's podcast, I'm going to be joined by Katrina Hayes, our Director of Community Impact, to talk about some of the benefits of volunteering, how it's shaped our lives, and how it could change yours. I also want to take a moment to recognize our sponsor, Shields. Since opening in our community just over 10 years ago, Shields employees and leadership have donated thousands of hours of volunteer time to organizations throughout the community. Shields has been an invaluable partner in our community, so please be sure to stop in and thank our sponsor, Shields, for all that they do. But before we begin, I want to remind you that you can listen to and subscribe to our audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. In addition, you can subscribe to the videocast of Living United in Central Illinois on YouTube. And if you're having trouble searching for our episodes, especially with Living United in Central Illinois being new, just visit our website at springfieldunitedway.org, where we will be posting links to the most up-to-date episodes. Now, here's the show. Welcome, everyone. We are so excited to have this podcast conversation with you all today and for you to be joining in. My name is Katrina Hayes. I'm the Director of Community Impact, like Mitch said, and I'm here with Mitch. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I'm the Community Impact Manager. So today, we're here to talk about volunteering. Um, United Way of Central Illinois is volunteer-led. Um, our call to action is give, advocate, volunteer. So volunteering is near and dear to our hearts as an organization, but also to us as individuals. So today we're sort of going to talk a little bit about what volunteering has done for us and about some of the really cool ways that you can get involved um, and sort of share some of this love that we've you know, had in our lives. Um, right? Yeah, I think the only thing I want to add to that is by talking about our individual experiences of volunteering and why volunteering is so important and opportunities for people to get engaged. I think one of the things I wanna make sure that we explicitly say is that volunteering is also skill development or skill. So um, Katrina, do you wanna start off by talking about sort of how you got your start volunteering? For me, uh, my role in it or my my love for volunteering really was instilled in me at a, a very young age, and I would say it goes hand in hand with my journey as a person of faith. And so mm-hmm. um, I was always involved with my church, helping out with meals or events that they were having, which also led me to know that volunteers are needed to, mm-hmm. to do events. Uh, but it also was raking leaves or, or putting together a yard group a group of volunteers that got together um to to rake yards to mow grass to um really just help out um our elderly neighbors who just you know weren't as able to get down on their hands and knees and pull those weeds as they might have enjoyed um but that kind of you know that's really what got my start um and then i just have carried on with that but have always found this weird personality trait of mine is that I'm always organizing. I'm always trying to get people involved in the things mm-hmm. that I care about and also involved in giving back. So what about you? Yeah, um, so I, I sort of started up sort of 
living in, in the water of volunteering. So I, I didn't necessarily know that I was volunteering, but um, my mom was an event coordinator over at the Hope Institute. And so growing up, starting at, you know, age probably five or six, I was, you know, running around carrying as many chairs as I could, trying to look, you know, just like like cleaning up after events. Yeah, and you're stuff so like strong. That. You yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> so, so I sort of grew up sort of just doing things here and there, not necessarily thinking about it as volunteerism, but it totally was. Um, but sort of the more formal volunteering that I did um, was in high school. I was um, part of that initial group of volunteers um, at the first project site that um, Compass ever had for their club Compass. And that was a really, really cool opportunity. Uh, which is still available if you want to go to get connected anyone listening um but we were able to um like my role was basically to lead a, a small classroom of of at-risk kids and it was um very uh scary as a as a child who who you know was was sort of new to all this but also really really fulfilling and um uh, just a total step out of my comfort zone in the best way yeah, and for those of you who, who are joining us and may not know, Compass in its original design was an after-school program that met once a week at Douglas Avenue Methodist Church, mm -hmm. um, all led by volunteers um, with a great deal of support from that ministry, but also non-denominational volunteers. Mm -hmm. um, and they would come, they would meet, and they focused on social-emotional skills. They focused on reading, mathematics, homework, help. Uh, but then they also had family meals and and so that program that was its pilot and then united mm -hmm. way actually got to come alongside them um, as one of their seed funders um, to help them kind of ex to launch and to expand and mm -hmm. and to really grow their um, their programming which has now led to club compass camp compass um, they do camp care a lot we don't have a formal relationship with that program but there's a lot that has come all from that one 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 site so, yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's one of the coolest things about volunteering is because you you feel that connection. And so I and I know that it's not me who's like made this program grow and blossom into this like incredible after school program and summer program. But it like I do feel a little bit of like, oh, yeah, you, yeah. you go. Compass. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think isn't that also what introduced you to United Way? Because you knew that United Way was a funder. And so when we had that job over opening you were like oh yeah they're cool yeah no, absolutely <laughs> I, I had no idea what united way was um before before that opportunity and um really just knowing that you were connected to oh this place that i had a great experience volunteering with yeah. oh like of course united way must be doing good work and then you you know open up the hood and it's okay wow united way is doing <laughs> great work awesome. everywhere yeah. <laughs> yeah. but but There's I, so much more yeah but, no, but you know, one of the things that you had mentioned was how your parent brought you along. And as a new parent, I think that hits differently now for me because how do I instill this love of service that myself and my husband share um, for our son? And I think it is exposure. I think it is finding opportunities that you can bring your children along. You know, um, one of the things that we work to do uh, for Day of Action is create space and time for families to come together for eight years and older you know mm -hmm. i would love 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 to somehow develop a project for our younger learners especially now with yeah. a 20 month old i'm like oh he could maybe do something yeah. <laughs> but but eight really is a great time because they you know 
children are following directions. Mm-hmm. They typically don't need midday naps, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think that they also understand about giving back really mm-hmm. crucially at that age. And so yeah. um, that's one of the things that I've loved about our, our change for Day of Action is opening it up. Um, and so when I think about how to do that, aside from just bringing Nigel along to all of the things I can do once we <laughs> get through this pandemic, um, but I'm excited that, you know, Dave, United Way, us, Day of Action, there are opportunities being created for families to get come together um, so children can have exposure. But, you know, I also know growing up, too, that I had the opportunity to volunteer because my mm-hmm. family kind of created the opportunity for me. And that's not the case for everyone. We understand that for sure, which is also why we love creating unique partnerships either at the workplace um, at schools, mm-hmm. uh, so that way, regardless of circumstance, everyone can have the ability to volunteer and give back. Because, you know, one I know in conversation, you've always said like, you know, you feel good giving back, yeah. right? I think everyone feels good giving back, and so we don't, we don't want some people not to feel that way. Yeah, and and I know especially when when you're you know sort of younger um, and volunteerism is not necessarily something you're in the habit of doing. Um, sometimes I think uh, folks have a hard time like getting there. So it, maybe if you could share a little bit about what kept you coming back to volunteerism or wh- what were you feeling um, as you volunteered that, that made it such a valuable experience for you? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think in reflecting on it, I think what always had me coming back was I felt you felt good doing it but it was it was more of like this job well done accomplishment Mm. that's what always had me coming back because if I I also have like I'm also very much as I said I've always been kind of organizing trying to get people engaged and so um I think early on now when I look back always had this ability of like organizing or trying to put together event putting structure around things Mm -hmm. that maybe didn't need structure who knows but (laughs) but I just have always been called to do that and so looking back I'm like oh wow those are your skills like those are some like inherent strengths that you have Katrina that you've continued to develop and I think like reflecting on it I think those are some of the things that also had me come back because I felt so strong I felt so Mm -hmm. confident I felt so empowered to do to to give back, to do good, but also that I was good at it, you know, mm-hmm. that that they that my experiences I had, they were always like, thank you for raking those leaves. You're <laughs> such a hard worker. And I'm like, yes. Like, yeah. you know, and I, so I think for me it also connected to really great volunteer coordinators probably mm-hmm. on my on, on our projects. Um, but I think but I think it was the connecting too with other people. So mm-hmm. you you had your peers who you were volunteering with, or or now you have your peers, but then you do have the coordinators, but then you do maybe have other people from other communities joining you at projects. You get to connect, you get to collect stories, you get to create networks of people who, who care about the things you care about. So Absolutely. I think, yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I love how you bring up, sort of bringing your skills to the table because, I mean, obviously, if you're an expert rake, we, uh, <laughs> leaf, leaf raker, raker. <laughs> <laughs> So obviously, if you're an expert leaf raker, 
you know, that's awesome. Come out to Day of Action and, and rake some leaves. Um, but also, if uh, we have plenty of professional opportunities for volunteering. So, like on our vision councils, if you have a passion for, you know, the health of our community, you know, basically means education, financial stability. Um, or if you are um, an attorney and you could give your services to an organization pro bono, um, I, I don't think as a culture we necessarily think of that as like that's what volunteering is but these are the really important things that really turn the gears um, behind the scenes on almost every nonprofit in town yeah well uh, and I feel like you know we've had conversations too you know the board of directors I think when people think of typical philanthropy they think mm-hmm. board of directors and you know, boots on the ground, for lack of a better phrase. Sure. Um, so you're either giving direct service or you are guiding the direction of that organization. Mm-hmm. But there are so many opportunities between those two roles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because, gosh, if I had someone walk in and be like, I want to design an event for you. Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, I think that that's where I hope people will, you know, always think about, okay, well, maybe there's – I, you know, at my job or, you know, I get to do A through T, but wow, you know, U through Z, like, I really want to develop my skills here and I have some competency, like, I want to reach out and and give back. So maybe Mm -hmm. it's putting together a marketing plan. Maybe it's just like being like, hey, can I take some photos? I'm I'm dabbling in this hobby and Mm -hmm. I want to, I want some practice, number one, but also, do you have an event coming up? I'd photograph it. And, uh... I've, yeah, there's so there's just so many opportunities, and I think the other part of it is nonprofits. We are so committed to the to our missions and, mm-hmm. and living out the work that we do that sometimes we don't always think about creating a million opportunities for people to get engaged. So, as someone listening to this podcast, what I would encourage you to do is if you have an area of patch, passion or interest and you know of an organization doing that work, and you believe you have a skill to bear, call them and just enter Mm -hmm. conversation. I have found that to be some of the most meaningful work. And if you don't know where to get started, call us at United Way. Um, Our networks are large. Mm -hmm. Um, We have many, many partners, and um, we love having the conversation about volunteering and, and getting you engaged. So. Um, and if you don't know where to start, we can definitely help possibly foster that opportunity for you. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, what about you, Mitch? <laughs> What's kept you going back to volunteering? Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think for me, it, it is definitely that relationship piece. Um, you know, of course, it feels good to give back, you know, um, but I, I loved, especially as a high school student, I feel like. I don't know what everyone else's experience with high school group projects were, but there were varying <laughs> levels of enthusiasm in my group. <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, yeah. not, not that everyone needs to be excited about their you know, home ec project or whatever, but, yeah. um, but it was really, really cool um, volunteering at Compass and being a part of a group where every single person is passionate about it and actively wants it to succeed. Um, and it was just everyone working together for, towards a common goal. Um, and it's just a great way to like develop bonds with people. Um, and on top of uh, the, the folks that I met while volunteering, it was also a great way to get to know um, 
like folks from my life because I was able to say, hey, come on and come down and help with Compass. You know, it's, it's easy. It's one day a week. Um, it's fun. We're, you know, come on out. And then I was able to develop some great friendships through that. Um, and, and I'm really grateful for that opportunity. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I think, too, I, and I know I said collecting stories, but I'm sure that there were children that you were working with that, like, impacted your life in a way mm-hmm. that you didn't necessarily think about. And I think that that's also what I love about volunteering is from the organizer to the people you're serving or assisting or, you know, whatever it may be, you get to meet some of the most interesting people mm-hmm. and also hear stories about a life or lives that, you know, aren't the same as yours. And mm-hmm. I think um, whether that's, you know, you look at them and they're like, wow, look at this amazing opportunities you've had. I wonder how I can have those opportunities or vice versa. Like, wow, I'm grateful for for the things that I have um, and that have been provided for me. Um, as a volunteer, I think that's also important is just reflecting on every opportunity you have because mm-hmm. whether you're building connections, creating your networks, developing skills, if you take the time to reflect on that, you're helping to build your resume as well, which mm-hmm. for me yeah. is so critical. Um, and so I'm going to say something and to all of our career professionals out there, especially our friends out at Lincoln Landing UIS, um, I know that volunteerism and unpaid internships and internships are not the same thing. They, <laughs> let me say that. Um, they do have so many things in common, though, especially mm-hmm. really well-designed volunteer <laughs> projects. Um, and so, like, as someone, again, I was talking about it, maybe at your workplace or in high school, uh, you know, wanting to develop skills that you know you have but you don't get enough practice with or time with. Um, volunteering can be a really great place for you to to do that work, and I can't mm-hmm. reiterate it enough. Um, because, you know, for example, um, when we go out to the community and we have our community conversations, one of our most recent ones pre-pandemic um, was one of the critical things was college and career readiness and just having those connections um, and having those experiences and volunteering can be so good for that. So maybe mm-hmm. it's hard for nonprofits or companies to create time and space for like an internship or an unpaid internship, but maybe you have an interest possibly in the trades. Well, mm-hmm. Habitat for Humanity is a great place to yeah. practice trades skills and see if you have an interest in kind of a hard day's work. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a day yeah. in, day out, hard day's work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, or maybe you're interested in, in social work potentially. Well, mm-hmm. you might not be able to sit in 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 a in a in a session with a, a caseworker, but you could volunteer to maybe do some do some organizing or something. Now mm-hmm. I will say I did that at a hospital, um, yeah. and you have to go through HIPAA training. You still have oh, to do wow. all of the training in order to be a volunteer, depending on you know because you don't yeah. want to be doing something Ill- <laughs> illegal. Yeah, so it sounds like you get trained. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get training too. <laughs> oh, I think. Super, yeah, and and that's the other thing too. Um, you know, different volunteer opportunities will demand different skills from you, and so a lot of times 
those skills are being brought to bear for you as well. So if it's CPR training, potentially, or if it's um, CPR training is the only one I'm coming up with, but, <laughs> but, or HIPAA training. Yeah. Um, no, but, but I guess, so to connect sort of those skills that you're building while volunteering to career, now audience, I know Katrina already, so so I know the answer, but for our audience, um, can you tell, talk a little bit about how volunteering sort of helped transition and um, sort of changed your career path? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, we have talked about this quite a bit, but um, so, so through volunteering, um, I knew I loved service-based organizations. So whether that was my church or whether that was a nonprofit, I was finding places that I really loved that they were mission-oriented. And so when I went to college, um, I got involved in a million things, of Mm -hmm. course. Um, But one of my favorite was joining um, a sorority. And Mm -hmm. so through joining a sorority um it is a a a nonprofit, um and you kind of are running a nonprofit as a college student it's so bizarre and so you have all these opportunities to explore what a treasurer is what a risk manager is what a house manager is what a president is um and so you're you're learning all of these rules and so it it prepared me i think a great deal for number one the boardroom experience but also knowing that I liked the way the gears worked in a nonprofit and and how that all worked together. Um, uh, So I think that that really led me to know that that's kind of what I wanted to do. Um, But then in my communications classes um, at my university, they uh, started kind of these non, they started new classes designed for nonprofits. Um, So you also had real experience designing marketing plans, doing commercials, mm-hmm. doing PSAs uh, for nonprofits. Um, and so we were developing all of those skills, but what, through there we found, I heard about um, an unpaid internship with the Girl Scouts um, and ended up taking the internship, mm-hmm. loved it, yeah. loved getting to do the events with them. And so when they started asking, well, what do you want to do after college? <laughs> <laughs> Number one, I had I had no clue, um, but also I but I did know how I wanted to feel a little, you know, and yeah. I had those feelings while at um, my internship, and so I was like, I would love to do this job, you know, and mm-hmm. so they're like, well, funny you should mention that. I maybe now I maybe this was really intentional conversation. It felt really organic to me at the time. <laughs> um, but I ended up getting hired on as a membership specialist, and that led me here, mm-hmm. and then. Um, yeah. So, mm-hmm. but I think that it was it was those skills. It was through that internship um, that I that I knew that this was kind of the space I wanted to be in. That's awesome. Um, and so, sort of in thinking about this sort of volunteerism and um, career prep space, we do have a pretty special event coming up. Yes. Um, Katrina, do you want to talk a little bit about maybe a little bit about the history of our Spoiler alert, it's the mock interviews that we do. Um, But do you want to talk a little bit about sort of how these got started and um, any opportunities that we have coming up? Yeah. So coming up, you know, like as in next month um, and or coming up as in just this is something that we'll continue to provide. But Mm -hmm. uh, so as I mentioned earlier on, um, 
you know, one of the things, so community impact, uh, there are tenets of community impact that every United Way who's truly doing community impact mm-hmm. um, subscribe to. And one of my favorites is turning outward and listening to the community. Again, mm-hmm. why this is surprising given everything that I've shared um, <laughs> about collecting stories and listening and getting to know people, why that's my favorite part, I have no idea, everyone. Um, <laughs> I roll. Uh, <laughs> so, so turning outward and listening to the community, and we do that a lot through community conversations, also through partnerships, but... Again, pre-pandemic, one of our last ones we had, um, this notion of commu- uh, you know, career and college readiness, connect- connections um, kept coming up um, mm-hmm. during conversation. And then when we also were looking at some of the recent data coming out of the Sangamon County Citizen Survey at the time, which that new survey will be releasing soon, if not already, so through that, we knew um, that respondents kept talking about needing to have the right connections to find employment or, or, or the right employment in our community. And so that's been, that was, you know, tinkering around. We also have our strategic investment plans that talk to um, employment opportunities, so um, overcoming barriers to employment. Um, And so when we think about our financial stability work and we think about overcoming barriers to employment or college and career readiness, if we're thinking about our our students in high school, um, we know that resumes, interviewing skills, these are staple things that everyone does. Um, And sometimes, you know, every time you work on a resume, every time you do an interview it's a vulnerable experience and so practice makes perfect even though you don't want to practice um those certain skills but when we so when we so for us all of these things were happening and then Mm -hmm. the pandemic hit and we had to cancel day of action Mm -hmm. um in the spring so then we started thinking about these issue-based projects and so we took all of that information we had learned and developed our virtual experience. The first one failed, which is another valuable lesson <laughs> that you can learn through volunteering. Failure <laughs> is inevitable. Um, but we set out to do it again in the fall with our partners, and um, we brought on partners, and it was Express Employment Professionals, Lincoln Land Community College, and it, it was adult-facing. Um, and we ended up having, um, I think, eight participants sign up. We had numerous volunteers, and the feedback we got from the event was, thank you for doing this. It was so critical. We also loved connecting to our volunteers who signed up because we had mm-hmm. HR professionals from every major industry in our local community, and that was awesome. Through that, though, we started working with the, the high schools um, through the junior and senior AVID programs at District 186. And so then last spring, we dip, um, rolled out, I guess it was this spring, 2021, <laughs> we, we rolled out a student-facing event, which was amazing. Now, engagement through the pandemic was, was tough. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think we've all heard um, that information. But again, the students who showed up, who because um, we built it into the curriculum um, and so they had to uh, really kind of complete several steps in order to make it to the virtual mock interview and then the volunteers giving back through that volunteer um, interview experience enjoyed it thoroughly and I think that those are the things 
that will continue on. Um, I think virtual volunteering is here to stay. Mm -hmm. And so we're excited to continue to provide those opportunities. And so uh, we have another one, an adult facing one coming up uh, just next month, Mm -hmm. depending on when you're listening to this. So (laughs) November 3rd, but then we'll be looking for information rolling out for a student facing event coming in spring. So awesome. And um, if, if, if I know our audience, I'm going to guess that we have definitely more than one volunteer listening to this. Um, so just wrapping up our conversation here, I want to extend the most sincere thank you to any volunteer who is listening. Um, you are the reason why we are able to do what we do. Um, United Way, for the reach that we have, is a very small organization. Um, but because of volunteers, we are able to do incredible work um and it's really just because of you guys so thank you so much for what you do and thanks for listening to this podcast thank you again for joining us for this episode of living united in central illinois and thank you to shields for sponsoring this podcast as the weather cools down be sure to check out their great selection of outerwear i personally got my heavy duty winter coat from shields and it has kept me nice and toasty so head down and check out what they have You can subscribe to our audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or check out and subscribe to the United Way of Central Illinois YouTube channel for videocasts of Living United episodes. Or visit our website at www.swingfieldunitedway.org to get involved. So once again, I'm Mitch Baker, the Community Impact Manager at United Way, and on behalf of our staff... Have a great week and remember that great things happen when we live united.